Previously on the pod called Quest. That combat kind of kind of got away from me, I feel like. You guys kind of stomped it. As you do with bugs. And you guys can even see scattered throughout are more skeletons. Salai's going to take some time to prepare a spell. Before Salai goes ahead and does the thing that I'm pretty sure I've already picked up on, you guys have been in the mine for a little while. And with that, I need all of you to roll a fortitude save. Because uh, <laughs> of your proximity to whatever is happening here, we will be rolling for radiation every hour. What? Are you kidding me? I am not. Oh my god. I prepared to speak with dead. Okay. And you watch as the slack skeletal head just slowly rise upwards. Did something from inside the mines attack everyone here? It shakes its head. Did you all die from radiation? The skeleton just looks slack-jawed at you and doesn't move. Were you hiding from a creature? And its head slowly moves back and forth. Were you under attack by an army? It nods. Was it the same army that attacked the city of Falcom? You guys watch as the skeleton slowly nods its head. We're going to get the fuck out of here, right? I mean, do we want to go back to Rigel, rest a little bit? Dude, yeah, let's spend a couple days, get some mani petties, make some scrolls, maybe try to buy a wand. As you guys see Salai's hands hit the shoulders of the two people adjacent to her, you guys feel instantaneously, I can't believe we're teleporting out. Episode 65 of the pod called Quest. As always, I'm your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh. And I'm Stephanie. I'm Shane. I'm Foz. I'm Laura. And I'm David. So you guys ran away, huh? You ran away from your GM. You ran away from his big, scary radiation zone, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it was really scary. (laughs) We were going to die. Little scared pups. Your tails between your legs, retreat back to the comforts of your home in your cosmopolitan city, your TikTok and your your fancy drinks and your avocado toast. So does TikTok exist in this world? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a there, it's the uh, the it's the clock tower. <laughs> ah. Wow. Good, good old good old TikTok Ben. TikTok Ben. As Very much nice. as I would as much as I would love to stay and stay and hang out. In this luxurious underground death trap, uh, it's really hard when you're down eight strength and five con. Yeah, it's rough. And both Whatever, of those are guys. kind of important to your class. <laughs> yeah, yes, it's a little tricky. I don't know. You guys sound like a bunch of pansies to me. Ah, uh, hundred percent. No, I'm just kidding. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. Sounds like our GM. Although, just wanted to although kill I us did all. not anticipate it. Yes, I built Caglongrad to be just a death trap. Nothing is here. There's no mystery to solve. It's just here to murder you. That's it. I knew it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys, I mean, just hopping right into it. Last session, you guys, uh, y- you got there finally for all this time Ooh. and uh, you left. It was it was scary and dangerous. Found lots of dead people. And uh, you guys all you jump back home with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Good old Salai's teleport. 
We sure did. What is the plan for you guys? Like, what? why did we come home? I think for me to prepare a shit ton of scrolls for us to heal up a little bit. Okay. How many days are you guys going to stay in the city? I honestly think we need to stay a few. Now, I'm not here to, you know, obviously this is, we haven't discussed this. So like, we can definitely talk about it and like, can all agree upon it. But I know that like, I can do a lot of healing Um, of like, if I spend like a full day doing um heal checks, what's it called again? Let me double check. You mean like do like using your spells? No, 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 no. There's like a. I mean, ha- like administering aid or something like that. You can't. Yeah. Or you can't heal drain that way. It's only you for can't damage. Drain. Yeah. So you would need so to the do strength spells. damage would take care. I could take care of everyone's strength damage at least over time. Yeah, I don't know if you can take care of four other people at a time. You can. There's. Um, let the me pull DCs it up. go up. Okay. I had I had something open and now I I have too many tabs so I can't find it. Oh. I also might have closed it. Too many tabs. Um. Here's Shocking. something. Oh, long term. It's called long term care. So yeah, long term care is it says here I can tend as many to as many six parties as a time. I'm gonna need a few items and supplies so I can just pick that up somewhere in the city. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I, I can take eight hours to heal two ability score points for a full eight hours of rest a day or full four ability score points um for each full day of complete rest. And I can do it for up to six patients at a time. Mm. But I'll need some supplies, which I don't have. Okay. So you could do that. The drain will require you to use some restoration and stuff like that probably. Or you yeah. could you could also prepare remove radioactivity, just heal both of them probably more quickly than I think that, doing that. you could probably, do that. I could um, like spend a day with just like prepare that in every slot and and that one right. doesn't cost diamonds, it, right? Yeah, there's I no material cost. I don't think so. No. Then yeah, um, that's our best so bet that, as far as cost. That could yeah. be ideal. You also, I mean, you could spend a bunch of days with you preparing scrolls, but that does like obviously I'd like know, to maybe at least there's pl- plenty of things to get caught up with doing in the city. Um uh, be mindful of that. You could also just buy them, which is also an option. Although I think I was talking to Foz before this, and I will say I don't think you're going to be able to buy scrolls of remove radioactivity. I don't yeah. think you'd find anyone with that ready to go. It's that's so niche. Yeah, those. yeah. You could buy restoration scrolls for sure. I wouldn't have expected to be able to buy it, so I wouldn't yeah. stress about. Oh that. Oh my god! Imagine if you started making them and selling them for profit. You'd be the only one. You'd have the market corner. I could open an Etsy shop. Cute. Capitalism, baby. I was going to say, shame, shame, shame on you. Your inner capitalist is showing. You'd have to create demand for those first. So you'd have to give people radiation poisoning and then sell them. Oh, my God. <laughs> now really you're talking works. about yeah. capitalism, now baby. Really create a problem that you're okay. going to solve through sales. Felix coming in clutch. <laughs> That's how it works. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, th- there is there is no material component for remove radioactivity. So that actually might be most uh, probably the cheapest thing for you to do, as well as if you were to spend a couple days and prepare those scrolls, you probably still want to get some extra stuff just in case, you know, I think it'd better be safe a good than idea sorry too. is good. But uh, yeah, that's this since there's no material component it, and this is specifically radiation. That's actually that's really good. Bet. Although you do want to you don't want to hedge your bets on making too many because then they just sit because who knows if radiation is ever going to come up again. You know, mm. restoration will be more sure. will be useful for the entire campaign. Sure. Something to keep in mind. I, I assume that this uh, that this city we're exploring is uh, extremely vast. So I, I think we'll probably use them. But also it's like Salai, if she's using long term care, won't be able to make scrolls either. So, yes spending the radioactivity spells now to heal us up is probably probably good yeah yeah that might be most ideal here's a here's another um, question mm-hmm. um this one's first a lie yes that's a fourth level spell right remove radiation yes and the other one that we needed what was that it would be restoration they're restoration. both fourth level spells um yeah. would it be worth it to maybe invest in a fourth level pearl of power 
Um, not the worst idea, but again, very just like situational and that like, do I want to invest in having fourth level spells when for the most part, I don't need to burn through all my fourth level spells all the time. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's 16,000 gold for a fourth level. Although I will say over time, that shit gonna pay for itself. Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, I believe that. So that might be something to mark down next time you guys come back from, uh, some kind of journey, you have some money that might be worth it. It's called a wet fourth level. Pearl Pearl of power. I do have a running list of items I want to buy. Yeah, fourth level Pearl of Power. Um, it allows you to like um, restore a prepared spell of that level that was expended that day. So just an extra free like, oh, I use my restoration. I want to do it again. I'll just use my Pearl of Power for the day. It's once per day use to bring that back. So not a bad idea. Okay, so I think the plan is to spend, I mean, how many days do you guys want to spend? How, what are we thinking? Three? I don't think we should spend any more than three. Three even seems crazy. I think, yeah, I think three is plenty of time. Because let's be let's be realistic here. This dungeon we're going to, I know we're preparing for this dungeon, but like the dungeon wouldn't be designed to be like it's not designed to kill us. Like we're not gonna it's well, probably gonna be fine. Okay. Oh, there's there's threading the needle on that. There's threading okay. the needle on that idea of like I will say this uh, context clues of playing a game. Um, this place is really big and it's dangerous to go around. Um, it's probably likely to think there are some things or stuff or something you guys could uh, right. work through in order to do that, or it just might be a signal that like yeah, um, move with haste. So it's there's there's right. I, so think I think what Laura's getting to be at prepared, is, but we shouldn't over prepare because I'm like it's probably well yeah. I me, uh, take half of what Laura's saying and, uh, and yeah. digest it. Let me throw out something else. Okay. How many scrolls are we going to make during these three days? Well, if the first day she's going to blow all of her prepared stuff to get everybody back up. I mean, how many how many fourth level spells can you prepare every day? I can prepare four. Because you can't even do everything. That's the problem. You can't even get everybody. You could get everyone but well. yourself. Well. But if you guys have some other scrolls or potions, you could just blow those through. And then the first... I think you probably can in the first day get everybody healed. And then if you spent two more days, you could do eight scrolls of remove radioactive. Could you prepare a fourth level spell in a fifth level spell slot and just use it as a fourth level spell? Nah, that's 5e, dog. Dang. Look, here's the thing. I'll do all four, one for each person. So that's four. Then we sell one more person. The next day, I'll take care of them. Then day number two can be getting like, you know, those last three that I have left over can be because it's I'll roll a Wendy four, so like taking care of anything, any leftovers for anyone who didn't get fully healed, and then day three can just be preparing scrolls. Okay, so you might you, at most you're only going to get like six or seven scrolls of this. Do you guys feel like that's enough? I think it's enough. I mean, that's remember that only works on one person. I I think it's enough. I think it's probably enough. I don't want to be like too heavily over prepared. Like I, yes. at this point, it's like like to Josh's point, right? Like I'm just going to be sitting on them. I think day two will know. Well, day two, we can use Lesser Restoration to heal up any damage that's left over. So you can prepare Lesser Restoration for that. Oh, shit. And by the way, we got to get a we got to buy a wand of Lesser Restoration while we're here. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. For restor- for Lesser Restoration, it's a second level spell. So a second level wand is 4,500 gold. Jeez. But it's 50 uses of Lesser Restoration, Jeez. which could be useful, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Save us some spells. I think it's worth it to have. We certainly yeah, it certainly it won't hurt to have it. Uh it can't restore any drain. Just remember that. It's ability yeah. damage. Yeah. So. But still, better to have something than nothing. Especially yeah, for Elgaroth with his strength. strength. Very yeah. vital. Yeah, yeah. And he's the only one who really needs it. Yeah. Um so th- there's that's a good thing to have. One other thing to keep in mind, um, if you were to buy scrolls of restoration, because those would be 
like plentiful in Rigel. They cost 700 gold to buy, but because they have a expensive material component, um, I would charge you guys 800 at the time of purchasing. That will cover the uh, 100 that's used for its basic function. And then if for some reason down the line you used those scrolls um, to remove a negative level, that's more gold in diamond dust. We would just pay that extra 900 at the time you guys use the scroll. I'm fine with that. Makes it easy. So the base level is paid for at front. So to get a, um, a scroll of restoration would be 800 gold. Um, so if you want to buy some extras of that, I know y'all are probably still relatively flush with cash. You usually mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and buy some of those if you feel comfortable. Um, you can also get potions of lesser restoration. You can't get potions of restoration because potions only go up to third level. So there you have some options. Um, there's also plenty of other things you could you could get in the city if you guys want to check anything else out. Remember, most things are available. Remove radioactivity is just a it's a niche concept. So that one you wouldn't be able to find. I mean, if you spent some time and looked hard enough and rolled good enough, like diplomacy, you might be able to find, you know, like a scroll like at the Lyceum, but it's probably not worth your effort to be honest. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not too stressed about that. I mean, also as a suggestion, not to just hand stuff to you guys, maybe you want to figure out maybe emptying your bag of holding. that's currently full. That could be smart too. Um, There's some, maybe buy another one. That's also a possibility. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Because Oren stole ours. Uh, no, Oren bought with his own money what and is hell? now holding. Yeah, Oren also stole his sword from the group. That's essentially what you guys are How saying. How dare you, Oren? Oren left with his armor. <laughs> you guys can't even pick it up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, Oren. No, they can they can wield it just at a massive penalty. Sure, fine. I mean, you wield it as a at a penalty right now, just a lower one because you're a Goliath. Okay, so the plan is right now to spend um, three days, and we'll see kind of how that works out with I like mornings, nights. Work. The good thing is it doesn't really matter when you teleport into Kaglingrad, which will be a, a whole fun little thing trying to teleport on target for that. It doesn't really matter when you get in there because there's not any sunlight. It doesn't really matter if it's you know nighttime or whatever. You guys can figure that out. You don't have to get there during the day or anything, really. All right, well... Anybody else have anything else they want to discuss before we actually get into the uh, actually uh, plan the session? I mean, we basically already have started. We're just doing early prep, prep work and bookkeeping. Right. We're just we're planning, which is weird for us. But, you know, you got to start. Yeah, you guys are planning after the fact, which is actually seems kind of on par for you. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Don't believe that. Don't believe the threat is real until it actually is real and then backtrack and and plan which is you know hey it's better than just charging in so i totally commend truth true um okay sorry one more thing just to mention in terms of planning i do have two potions of less less restoration in the bag of holding just as an fyi but even still maybe some good thing to keep around if needed yeah i'm gonna throw these in my bag if any unless anyone has any objections i have uh two potions of less restoration one potion of cure light wounds and one potion of cure moderate wounds do we want to just put that in someone's bag do you like in like Maybe Elgrash should hold a lesser restoration. I don't know. Mm, I have a serious and a moderate, but I, I don't have a restoration. That'd be cool. Go ahead and take a. Go ahead and take one. Lesser restoration. Yeah. For your strength. I'll put the other one in mine. Yeah, and if you guys for the bag of holding, so that we don't have to go through every individual item, you could look for the stuff that's like you do want to keep around, and you guys technically could just empty it out on the floor in your living room um, and yeah. deal with it later. Um, so do that. well. So you guys have just teleported from the inside of Kaglingrad. 
you all join hands in this small room amongst these huddled together corpses of these dwarves, your surroundings suddenly shifting, going from the the dark, barely lit by the light of A's dancing lights to the bright, sunny day streaming in through the windows of this quaint little home on the northern side of the Forge Barrow in your guys' hometown, at least at this point now, of Rigel. And I just have to ask, because um, we haven't talked about this, Shane. I mean, I, I think I know the answer. Uh, has Elgarov ever been here before? I don't think so, right? If he has, he's never been inside the city gates, the walls. Yeah, I, I kind of like to imagine that, like, he's literally never been to Rigel before, you know? Maybe he's seen it from yeah. afar, you know, but I don't think he's ever been inside the city. Yeah, so you appear in this, in this you know, quaint little living room that's directly attached to a small kitchenette. Um, you can see there's a staircase off to your right that goes into a, a, a very narrow second floor. It's the middle of the day. You guys can hear the sounds of the city coming in from outside. But you are back home. What would you all like to do? Oh, my God. We're here. We are here. Um, okay, so what time of day is it again? Uh, I'll say the sun's out. You don't know because you've been underground for like that's a week. True. Half a week yeah. That's true. Okay, the that's sun true. is out, though. So okay. The so sun it's like is out. Daytime. Oh my god. So before this day ends, I don't you know, I don't have spells prepared for well, I, let me double check real quick. Um so there's not a lot that I can do today. So I think we just need to like rest. Yeah, we just have to rest until tomorrow. But before we do that, I would like to go out and purchase a couple of things. Okay. Elgroth, welcome to our humble abode. Oh, it's also probably the first time Elgroth's ever been teleported anywhere, too. He throws up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. You guys live here? Yeah, this is this is our house. Welcome. Feel free to make yourself comfortable. Do you need water or anything? Tea? <laughs> Maybe a nap. That sounds good. Um, you, you can sleep in my room with me if you want, Elgaroth. <laughs> Percy, I thought I told you. I don't like you like that. <laughs> oh, no, nothing like that. He winks. No, you want to see my snake? Percy, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe he can use Oren's room, but I, I should probably let Oren know what's going on with us. That's true. I think and it'd be good to message him. I can ask him if he's fine with Elgarat using his bed, you know? Yeah, he's, a, he's got a bigger bed. That, that probably worked better. Dear Oren, we replaced you. He's going to use your bed. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so Elgarth goes to lay down in Ord's bed. Uh, let me figure out what my... Ah, shit. It's another fourth level spell. <laughs> Damn no, it! Fuck that. I thought it was a third level spell. We'll tell spell. him afterwards. <laughs> we'll tell him later. I might, I might have a scroll. I might have a scroll. Let me look. Go I'm take so... a nap. It's fine. We just won't tell him. I do not have a scroll ready to go. I used it. Why do we suck? <sighs> it's fine. Oren doesn't have to know. I can tell him tomorrow. I, I I do want to talk to Oren, but I can... Can I... I have to... If I prepare a scroll, I need to prepare the actual spell. Nope. Correct. Oren. Can we go to the, the magical post office and send a, pay to send a message? Can I just buy a scroll of sending? If you want to... Yeah, I'll say when you go out to get your stuff, you could buy a scroll of sending. It's a, it's a fourth level spell? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to cost you 700 gold to buy it. But uh, Elgroth, you go up to take a nap. All right, somebody shows him where... 
Orin's bed is. It's probably the only bed that's going to be big enough, even though Orin is still much larger than Elgroth. But but uh, cool. Elgroth's going to go. You know, take a little nappy pie. Um, uh, <laughs> what is everyone else going to do? I Salai is going to run out to pick up a few supplies. Okay. Yeah, you go and you open the door, and when you open the door, you notice looks like a letter was like wedged between the door frame and the door. And as you open it up, it, it falls to the floor by your feet. Oh, what's what's this? She picks it up. It's like a really nice envelope that is made of some of the finest parchment you've probably ever seen. And it has this kind of gold filigree, like embossed onto it. It's addressed to Isla specifically. Oh. Hey, Isla? Before you get to rest. Oh, what's up? There's a, a letter for you. For me? Yeah. She it, takes it from you. Looks very nice. It looks fancy. It looks very nice. Yeah, you can see um, on uh, the actual wax seal, it looks to be the shape of a shield. And there's almost the, the outline of a, of a drake on it. And it has two initials. It is A and D. Okay. A-D. She opens up the letter. Okay. You open it up and you pull out this beautiful piece of stationery. All of this has like little gold filigree on it. Um, you can see in the corners, the filigree actually looks like that same crest that was pressed into the gold wax seal. Mm-hmm. And as you open it up, it has this beautiful script. Oh. Once again, like printed on some kind of press in like a gold ink. Wow. And I'm going to send this to you in our private Discord. Ooh. But uh, this is what it says. And once you get that, you can read it. You can read it out loud. It's totally up to you. But that is what the letter says. All right. Okay. So this is what it says. Dear Ms. Isla of Tetra, my name is Abigail Bertram, campaign manager and coordinator for the leader of the Ardenus Chamber of Delegates and I'm sorry, ministerial? Ministerial candidate. Ministerial candidate, Orifax the Gilded. I write to you at the behest of Mr. Orifax with an invitation for an introduction and private audience to discuss campaign manners surrounding the upcoming election season. Should you accept it, it would be Mr. Orifax's pleasure to host you at his home in the Lavender Promenade at your convenience, at your own convenience. Luncheon shall be catered and any dietary restrictions or needs met upon request. On behalf of Mr. Orifax and his campaign constituents, we hope that you will accept and that we will have the gift of your presence soon. And no matter your decision, you have our utmost thanks and gratitude for the patriotic work you and your companions have done for our great republic. With admiration... Abigail Bertram, Campaign Management, the Ardenist Chamber of Delegates, from the offices of Lord General Orifax, Don Demion, Don Demion, what? It says from the offices of Lord General Orifax, Dundimion, the Gilded, first chair and party leader of the Ardenist Chamber of Delegates, and below it has a seemingly some kind of campaign slogan. It says, Order in Arden. Oh. Make Arden great again. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> So this is her competition, right? Yeah, I mean, so it's not a direct, like, presidential race the way that it works right. here. You elect delegates. It's it's similar to how things work in other places with a with a parliament. But he is, like, the party leader, essentially. So if the, the majority of votes cast from parliament go to the Ardenists, then he would become the prime minister-elect. So he's essentially trying to 
to pull us over, pull Isla yeah. over to, to their side, right? Interesting. He apparently wants to talk to her. Hmm. Well, that's very interesting. Hmm. What's to say, Isla? <laughs> Does she read it out to everybody? Um, I think she will tell them what it's about. Like, that it's this, uh, another candidate, like, opposite Laveau. I don't know how else really to describe it, but has contacted her to try and uh, talk to her and I think on behalf of the group. So she'll tell them that. We've heard of this OFX kilded. Definitely. Yeah, if anybody's interested, you can roll a knowledge local. I'll do that. Same. I guess history could work too. You might get some differing information depending. I'll on, but do that. Yeah, you can roll. Um, I'm fine with that. 27 knowledge local. Ooh. Mine was a 19. Yeah, um, if, to start, is there anything specific you want to know about him? And then I can fill you in on some more as well. So mm-hmm. I make sure I answer any questions you might have. I think I want to know, like, what his general reputation is. Like, what do people know about him? Like, when people hear his name, what do they think? Mm-hmm. And is there any interesting, like, I was going to say history, but that's basically what I rolled for. I just mean, like, is there anything, like, any interesting story that surrounds his reputation like something he's known for or something yeah sure okay so right off the bat orifex dendymion the gilded this is like he's kind of a, an honorific he's gotten over the years first of all he's a dragonborn um he's a gold oh, right. scaled dragonborn he is very well respected he's a former general of the armed forces here in arden he's for the most part well loved he's obviously of a particular political party so that'll vary depending on who you're talking to but overall he is respected for sure for his time serving the country an interesting little tidbit if you want to know about this he actually fought on the opposite side of the revolution 50 years ago as part of he probably wasn't literally on the battlefield but he was a general at the time Hmm, okay his armies fought the rebels led by Oleron and so interesting yeah and oftentimes it's kind of seen as like you know, the, he's he's gone into politics because he's, you know, no longer part of the, the, the military in that same way anymore. And um, mm. it's kind of looked at generally throughout uh, Arden that, uh, you know, he was doing his duty to his country. You know, he was uh, mm. he was part of the armed forces. And so he, he did what he did to keep um, peace and quell what was just considered an, an uprising, you know, a large scale uprising that was in, uh, inevitably successful. But yeah, I think um, depending on who you're talking to, they'd probably see his involvement in the rebellion differently, depending mm, on who you spoke okay. to. But he's he's well respected, not someone that you hear the name of and go, oh, I've heard some shit about that guy. Mm, okay. I'm curious. Do we know how long Dragonborn live? Uh, it's just a general question. They're not very common, so I'd probably have you roll for this. Okay. Um, they are humanoids, so you gotta roll a knowledge local for that. That's that's fine. Uh, twenty-four. Yeah. So dragonborn do live longer than uh, typically humans do. Not an incredibly lo- like much longer. They probably live like the, the oldest ones get to be uh, shy of two hundred, but somewhere around one hundred and fifty years old. Gotcha. Okay. They're longer lived, but they don't they don't live like dragons do. You know. Right. Yeah. He's like he's like middle aged. Okay. Yeah, you would know that. So, uh, you thinking about going? Get some free lunch out of it? I think I actually should. Just, you know, keep an eye on him. But I think I should tell Lavo. I don't want her to think I'm going behind her back. Oh, definitely. I agree. I think that'll stir the pot in ways we don't really need right now. Agreed. 
I'll go talk to her this afternoon if she's available. When is the luncheon? They didn't give me a time. I think they're waiting for me to respond. Ah. Yeah, so you have, like, options. You can kind of go whenever, it seems like. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, uh, when Salai goes to uh, go shopping, uh, Isla will probably go try to see the Prime Minister. Okay. Um, well, let's nail this down really quick. Salai, as, as you go out, what are you buying? I'm going to purchase one scroll of restoration at the price that we agreed upon. You said 800? It'll be 800 gold, yeah. So just, just one of those? Yeah. Okay. And I will also purchase or look for, see if I can purchase bandages of rapid recovery. I would like to buy two of those. 200 GP. Okay, yeah, you can do that. 400. And... You want to get that wand? Because we're talking about that. Oh, good call. Uh, yes. Uh, wand of lesser restoration. Yeah, that'll be 4,500 gold just for that. So if you guys want to pool money. <laughs> yes, I'm not paying for that by yeah. myself. <laughs> can we buy a wand that has... Oh, this does matter. We're gonna like less using, less charges, yeah, with like twenty charges on it. But I mean, I don't, I don't. I mean, I is there like a bargain bin at the wand shop? <laughs> use, <laughs> use oh my wands, god! Yeah. If, we, if we all pitch in, it's it's nine hundred gold each. That's cool. Let's do it. Good wand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Salvation wand me. <laughs> I like that one. Good god! <laughs> I like that one a lot. Like so it. stupid. Uh, okay, wait, so it was uh, 800 for the... Yeah, so for you, Salai, with those purchases, you, you will pay 2,100 gold for all that, and you get all those things. Okay. Everyone else pay 900, and we'll get that um, wand of lesser restoration. So, it's also, remember, like, you can also sell shit, too. It's like, if you if you really don't need the lesser restoration later, you'll lose the money, but you can recoup some of it if you need to, you know? For sure. Okay, let me just write this down real quick. One moment. Well, is there anything else you want to get? I, I think that's it. I'm going to hold on getting the scroll of sending just because I kind of want to see how many spell uses it takes of. Right. And you do need to you do need to spend money to make scrolls still. So, yeah, yes. we can say when you go out, you get your su- extra supplies to be able to scribe scrolls. And that's like the money you'll use. But um, later on. But yeah, so you'll need to you probably want to wait because you only need to spend a, a chunk of change to in order to get a handful of those. Okay. Well, you go out. You're able to go out into the market and just find some of those things. Uh, you can also go into the twelves. You know, in the twelves, they they have a couple different churches you can buy uh, different scrolls from, especially for a cleric, um, especially for a cleric of great renown such as yourself. You can easily buy those from people, so not a problem. Um, you get them all market value. Isla, did you want to go visit old Emmy? Yes, I do. Okay. I would like to. Yes. Okay. You make your way to the parliamentary assemblage. When you get here, mm-hmm. you actually can see there are groups of people, not massively numerous, but there's probably 40 or 50 people outside kind of shouting and holding up what looks to be like signs. Uh-oh. And you can see a couple of them say a phrase you just learned that says order in Arden um, scrawled on them like with like paint. And hey. you can see... Uh, a number of them are saying some not so uh, nice things about the current administration. We'll say that. Oh. Um, people seem unhappy. There's some some chants going along, disapproving of uh, of your your pals in the executive branch of of Arden. And Ew. Uh, yikes! You probably are recognized and get some sneers and uh, some things shouted at you that are not so kind. Oh, get out of here, fishy! Wow. <laughs> That's probably like it's like forty people. It's not like it's what like a. What are they saying 
talking to me? Anything specific or just kind of being like, go, oh, go, get out of here, go have rock. a swim. You suck. <laughs> no, there's probably some people go who yell at you like to, to the gist of like, you're getting called like a lackey. Like you're like, they, they, they call out you like you and the rest of the Thanes. What? Isla um, is a little shocked, but she does her best to compose herself and ignore them and walks into the building. Yeah, they're not being allowed onto the big front staircase that you've come up many times to go to the parliamentary assemblage. There's like guards and stuff stopping them yeah. from like going. So you kind of make your way through and the guards like recognize you and they kind of like make a hole and allow you through. Um, you all are famous enough to to be able to do that. Um, but you make your way inside. Uh, you can see it's kind of a hustle and bustle here. Laveau's newer secretary is is down in the reception area. You, you kind of go to talk to them and they are, they're like seem like a little flustered and surprised to see you but they, they wave you through that you know get somebody to go like send word to the prime minister and you wait a couple minutes and they come back down and let you know you can see her but you make your way up the big staircase um, inside the building and kind of go through some of the halls and everything and inevitably end up at the large uh, double doors that you've come inside so many times before she uh, kind of knocks on the door a little bit and then opens it to poke her head inside yeah, as you as you knock, like, and then go to open the door, you hear Prime Minister Laveau's uh, voice invite you in, and you kind of peek inside, and you can see uh, her and Varel are having a conversation currently. Varel is uh, seated with his feet up on a desk, and uh, Laveau is pacing by the back window uh, that has now uh, been re- repaired. Yes, um, well, that's good. <laughs> and she she kind of glances up at you and like waves your hand in as she's kind of talking. Varel like glances over his shoulder and kind of like gives like a slight head nod and a hand wave and everything. But you come inside. I hope I'm not interrupting. No, dear. She doesn't even look up to like talk to you. She's like kind of thinking through some things and, and walking back. No, dear, you're fine. We're always working. And she stops and puts her hands on the desk. Um, what can I help you with? I thought you were all out of town. We were. We needed a brief respite, but um, she walks up to the desk and places down the letter. I thought this might interest you. What's this? She goes and picks it up and she kind of immediately sees like the, the seal and stuff on it. She goes interesting. She like throws, shows it to Varel and he kind of like pulls his feet off the desk and like sits forward, like nods his head at her and she kind of reads through it and then once she's done like folds it back up and drops it on the desk. Interesting. What is it? Like calling for an audience with him. Would you have any reason why you would do this? Have you ever met him before? Never. But I do think it would be good for me to do it so I can gather some intel. But I didn't. I wanted to make sure you knew I wasn't going behind your back. No, dear, you're, you're free citizens. You can do what you want, but she kind of looks over at Varel. She's useful. I'm curious to see what he has to say. Yes. Um, she kind of like is a little bit lost in thought for a second and Varel like looks over at you. You guys probably make eye contact, eye contact and he goes, Emerson, this would be, this is a useful tool. We might as well know what he's desires are. Could be. She's kind of like in thought. I might be able to get him to tell me something. Yes, I just, just wondering why. Really why. Obviously you're you're a famous personality that has many people who admire you and some, as you probably saw outside, who not so much um, nowadays, which has been wonderful to deal with recently. Speaking um, of which, what the hell is going on out there? It's been going on for weeks. It's, um, it's normal. Election season is ramping up and, of course, they, um, they have their theories about what's going on. They're the rabble, the peasants. It's fine. It's it's nothing to worry about. We will prove to them in the upcoming season that we are the best fit, and that's um, Lord General Orifax won't actually give them what they want. Mm. 
But that's what we're here for. We're politicians. Well, if it's all right with you, I think I'll take him up on his offer. Yes, um, well, I think we should take advantage of this. Yes, I think that we might want to correspond. Sure. And take full advantage of the situation. This could be very useful for the campaign. We could get some inside information. Do you all plan on leaving again? We have some more business to attend to in Kaglam Grad, but we shouldn't be there. Where? Uh, don't worry about it. It shouldn't take us entirely too long. Just a little bit of a side mission we're doing for Percy. It's more of a personal thing for him. Very interesting. And you see him kind of like look up at Laveau and she just kind of like shakes her head and just kind of like shrugs. Don't worry, it's nothing serious. We should be back in a few days. We just wanted to uh, prepare ourselves. It's a bit more um, hazardous than we first thought. My apprehension is that technically, these are old laws, um, technically going north into the Withering Alps and Laveau cuts him off is technically illegal. I've never heard that. It's a law that was passed a long time ago. Um, it's because of the hazards of the realm and, you know, what happened to the dwarves there that's um, not exactly safe for our citizens. So, What it's, did happen to the dwarves there, if you don't mind my asking? There was a dragon. A great trach. It didn't look like a dragon attack. What do you mean? You've already, you've already gone. You've been there. We have. I had no idea it was illegal. Well, it's fine. You're adventurers and your friends. I figured you'd understand. Just be careful, and I would um, let's not go looting the riches of an ancient fallen civilization. Of Respect course not. for their, the, the loss of such a great kingdom at such a trying time, and so don't worry, I won't be reporting you to, to the authorities. I appreciate that. I would be interested to know some of the details of uh, what you discover once you uh, return. Very much so. I might be able to give you a little bit of information. We'll see. So far, we haven't discovered much, but... Well, I would like to correspond on this meeting with Lord General Orifax, so I think maybe once we have some time to coordinate, maybe then we set something up and then you go to this meeting. It wasn't pressing, was it? He hasn't read the letter, so... No, didn't seem like it. Just requested an audience. Let's wait for a time where we can discuss something. This is more up my alley, Emrin. Yes, it is. All right, that I can do. When we get back, I can meet with you again? Yes, we'll set something up. Sure. Until then, uh, don't get run over by an angry mob. Don't worry. Emrin is always safe when she's by my side. I'm counting on it. I should get back to the group. Anything else I can help you with while I'm here? I'll be here for the next couple days. No. No. Not unless you can rummage up some more campaign funds, but... If only I could. <laughs> Sorry. We are making it work. Good. Varel's been very generous, and that's... I told you not to mention it. It's not a big deal. We appreciate you bringing this to us, Misaila. Of course. Well, uh, you know where to find me. Yes, dear. Good seeing you. Um, good luck, and stay safe. I will. She walks out the door. Ooh, sketchy. So you go ahead and leave. Um, you make Very your way sketchy. back out. Uh, you make your way through the, the this like kind of little mob of people. At one point, as you're walking away, you even hear someone yell something. Somebody spits at you as you're uh, going by. You make your way back. Where are you going to go back home after this? I, when the person spits, I was going to turn around and just stare them down, and she's going to roll an intimidate. Okay. <laughs> Don't spit at the girl with a sword. Come on. Don't be an idiot. How'd you like getting wet, fishy? <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, 
They're making the fish face at her. <laughs> oh my god. 29 to intimidate. <laughs> um, so they they spit at you uh, and it like, you know, whizzes by and lands on the ground near you and you turn around. Do you say something to them? No, she's literally just going to turn around, stare at them and have her hand on her hilt and just like stare them down. Like make them uncomfortable. Like just make eye contact and stare them down. Yeah, with that, I have to even intimidate. A bunch of people around go really quiet. She's going to do that thing where she like looks them up and down, like sizing them up and then she's just going to walk away. <laughs> yeah, and as you walk away, a number of them kind of, they do shout some things, but they definitely seem a little more timid at that point. Good. But they go back to making their chants and brandishing their signs and you make your way back to your guys' house. Anybody else want to do anything? Percy just wants to talk to Zillion real quick. Okay, real quick. You're about to walk across the entire city. Uh-huh. He's on the literal opposite end of the city from your guys' house. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's literally on He's on the farthest northern side of Guildside. And you guys are on the south side of the city. Percy naps, too. Okay. Yeah, when Isla gets home, she's definitely going to nap. I just wanted to throw that out there. Okay. <laughs> hey, you want to do anything? Nah, A will be taking a nap. She's got too much nap time. It's all drained anyways. Her numbers aren't great. Everybody taking naps and shit. We can just say you guys bed down for this day. Uh, you might wake up really early, which is not a bad thing, but um, you guys bed down. Everybody heals uh, one point of ability damage, so you can heal one point of strength damage um, just by resting. Uh, and in the morning, Yay. Salai, you can prepare some spells and we can uh, take care of some things. So uh, what, are, what are we doing there? Okay, um, so I'm going to prepare remove radioactivity four times. So Sly wakes up and we're all like, I just imagine we're all like gathered in the house or something as once everyone is awake. Mm-hmm. All right, so A, uh, Elgroth, I think you guys are the ones that have, are looking the most worse for wear. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you don't mind, I... I just want to put these bandages on you. Please just the whole day, rest, stay in bed, get as much downtime as you possibly can. The focus is getting you guys healed as quickly as possible so we can get back out there and keep moving on our mission. So she's going to get them set up with the uh, bandages that she just bought. Yeah. Do you want to check and see who does have the most strength damage to make sure? Because it's not the drain. This doesn't help with the drain. Yes. I have four how much do you have? I have three now that we healed. Ira. Seven. Elgaroth? A? I have four. Okay, so we're the same, but I think Salai would be self-sacrificing. Sure. I, I just wanted to verify of so you make sure you get the would. most Also, my yeah. strength means nothing to me. Granted, it doesn't fray either, but mm-hmm. still. Okay, so she's going to put the bandages of rapid recovery on the both of them. What does that do? The bandages of rapid recovery... These linen bandages have the same color and softness as feathers of a dove, but their antiseptic smell suggests a less natural origin. Any creature wrapped in these bandages recovers from wounds and ability damage each day as if... Oh, I guess you don't need to bed rest. It recovers your wounds and ability damage as, as if, if you had com- complete bed rest. Nice. So you can do whatever you want today. So that mean, so does that mean they heal two uh, ability instead of ability damage instead of one? Yeah. Nice. Okay. So for the next two days, you guys are going to wear those bandages. So that way we can, I don't have to use as much remove radioactivity if that doesn't cover. Sweet. Nice. All right. So I will say it does say the bandages are destroyed once removed when the wearer recovers all hit points and ability damage, whichever comes first. So it's going to be gone after the first day, unfortunately. Well, that's fine. It's still, I think. We can also save those and just use the wand we just got to to do the damage. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's a good call. 
a little wand action. I didn't read the part about the health. But the oh, always read that whole spell. <laughs> you're really? right. I'm really bad at that. No, you're fine. I for, I forget about the last sentence. It's the last sentence every time. It's always the last sentence. It gets me every time. Feels like Paizo should start putting all those clauses at the beginning <laughs> so you read all the boring stuff first and then the important stuff at the end. Of yeah. course, you. That's I actually know. a really interesting point of game design. Put the important info at the end of the paragraph. So you have to read the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, these bandages might come in handy once we get back there. So let's just hold on to that. So, yes. So um, I prepared four uses of remove radioactivity. So we are going to just go ahead and move through the ranks. How much... How much strength damage and... Or sorry, how much um, con damage does everyone have? Drain. Drain. Sorry, drain. I have two points of con drain. I have four. Yeah, and Isla has no damage. So you're probably like the last person that needs to Mm -hmm. get any of this. I have five. I also have five. I have five as well. Woohoo! Yeah, we're not looking good. Okay. So you might want to use those four uses on everyone but Isla, because she's okay. the she's the healthiest. Okay. So that let's go. Good. Let's uh, Elgroth first. Let's do a D four to your Condrain. One. Wow. One from your Condrain. Sorry. And then roll a D four for his um, strength damage. Four. Oh, nice. Okay. Four from there. All right. A will do your Condrain. Two. Two. All right. Okay. Strength damage. Three. Cool. Uh, Salai, do yourself. Four. Nice. Condrain. Nice. And four for my strength. Wow. Best for self. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's do Percy. Uh, one for con. Poop. Sorry. And two for strength. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And that's everything for today. Yeah. You could probably use the wand to get rid of the rest of the damage everybody has lying around since you guys just bought that. How much damage does everyone have left? If you're going to do it again tomorrow, you might be able to fix me completely, so I'm not going to use the wand. Yeah, yeah. let's just wait, and oh, then we true. can do the wand. Yeah, true. Okay. Okay, I will so, say, so because we have to remember, you you want to be able to prepare, so it'll leave you only one day to prepare four scrolls of remove radioactivity. Maybe you want to, maybe you guys have to go out and buy some more restoration scrolls just to be safe. That might be your best bet, to buy some more restoration so you have some in the back, your back pocket. Yeah, so you only have to prepare radiation. And whatever we don't okay, use. But I'm poor, so someone else has to be for that. Yeah, no, the we, group, we should all split yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, the group should fund that for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. Just out of curiosity, does anybody want to do anything on the second day since those things are done? Maybe you wanted to go see Zillion? Yeah, I wanted to talk to Zillion. Oh, we should try to sell some stuff, clear out this bag. Oh, that that is a good idea, Shane. So why don't why don't we go ahead and do uh, Percy um, going and talking to Zillion and you guys maybe I can start looking. You can start it. looking if you have anything maybe, and you guys if you need to discuss, you can discuss on the Discord. True. Um, if you have any questions for put put it in the all channel. If you have any questions for me, I can also answer it there. But yeah, you guys can discuss that while we are doing the little Zillion thing. Okay, Percy. So yeah, you 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 venture out the next day. It's really weird, like. Rigel is home now. You know what I mean? Like it is, it's, it's almost because of all the things that have happened and because your, your life has changed, you know, in such a whirlwind fashion over the last year and change, you know, it's like more home than anywhere you've really ever had. You know what I mean? Like this is your town. You own a home here for sure. friends, but it feels weird to be here right now after where you just were. Like you guys left mid quest, like mid adventure to come back home so interesting this feeling of being able to hop around the continent it's very strange to all of a sudden be here sudden shift like that you yeah know? it'd be like one day you're you know trudging through the bowels of you know uh, a war-torn country and then you're at disneyland all of a sudden it'd be yeah. like okay very very interesting very strange yeah and i see uh, percy i think is uh, itching to get back for sure 
Yeah, I think I mean, he's invested in this for sure. But you make your way over to the northern side of the city, guild side, this beautiful sprawling area of like red tiled roofs. Um, all these varying levels of the, the hills that run up to the, the center of the city. It's all built on this mound. And you make your way up to these large constructed buildings on the far side of the, the cliffs and mountains here. Since Rigel is built in the foothills of the Silver Ridge. And you make your way up one of these kind of makeshift lifts that they have. And make your way to the large doors that is Zillion McKine's Metallurgy. Uh, walk up to the door and uh go, go, wrap on it. Yeah, it was a few moments that go by. You eventually hear like like a slit, and you can see it's it's low, it's dwarven height, <laughs> but you can see Zillion's face. There are goggles pushed up onto his forehead, and he's covered in soot except for like the perfect outline of the goggles, and he just, what? Hey boss, it's me. Percival, um, come in, and he <laughs> What are you doing here? Oh, well, we had to, um, Come back for a moment. I just wanted to kind of let you know what was going on and what we found there so far and maybe get a little bit more information. I feel like I left a little unprepared last time. Yeah, sure. O- okay, come come inside. Sure. And he goes and like, you, you come in and he closes the door behind you, latches the, the lock and everything. I was in the middle of something. C- come on to the back. And he pulls you into the back and takes off these thick leather gloves he has and throws them down. You can see that Moby is in the back currently with like a, a, a bucket of soapy water and a sponge and he's cleaning up this like blast of soot on the wall that has thrown some instruments to the side that he will likely be cleaning up later, but he's currently soaping the walls. And you hear Zillion's like, make make sure you get, but <laughs> you're not you're not scrubbing her. It's fine. I'll get to it later. Um, What do you need? Well, um... So, we found, uh, and Pris is kind of like scratching his head. We found out some things. Um, so there's a lot of radioactivity in Kagograd. You know, you, you've taught me a little bit about it. Uh, yeah, I know how it works. Very rudimentary understandings. The closer we Wait, get, hold, hold on. Sl- I see, slow, I guess slow, I should back Slow up. down, slow down, son. You found it. We did. Yes, we found it. We gone into the city. You see, like, kind of perks up a little bit. That's great. Oh, oh, here, yeah, I brought you this. And then he pulls out the little sigil that he popped off of the armor from Falcom uh, and hands it over to him, kind of dusts it off and hand it over to him. He takes it and, like, runs his finger over it. He just kind of admires it for a little while. And thank you for this. Of course. Um, so why do you seem so shaken up, son? Why don't you just tell it to me straight? What's going on? I don't think it was a dragon. What do you mean? Well, there's some evidence that I found in Falcom. The explosions and the fire, and he, qu- he put air quotes in the air, it, it was created by, by destructive blasts from gunpowder or some other alchemical agent. I'm just a little confused. What are you talking about? Well... You're talking about explosions? Yeah, um... I'm just, I think there's something else going on there because the further we get traveled towards Kaglumgrad, the more radiation we've come across and it's really affected us. And when we got into the actual city itself, there were dead bodies everywhere. And Well, that, line, that lines up. It makes sense. So if I'm putting these together properly, you're saying 
that there wasn't a dragon. Yeah. And at least from the destruction that you've seen in Felicundin, that it was man-made? Yes. And not only that, it wasn't just the bodies of dwarves, at least in Felicundin. Hundin. Hundin. You gotta work on your I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. You need it's to rusty. work on it. There were also oddish people, bodies. Yeah. It- well, uh, Felicundin was a, a trade city, of course. Plenty of people did their business there. They seemed armed, a lot of them. It's very strange. Well, Arden did hold uh, a number of garrisons there, and they had a, a congenial relationship with the dwarves of Luz Danazar. Fair enough, fair enough. All I'm saying is, things are not as they seem. Well, you know, the dragons, they can melt. Yeah, they're one of the few things that can melt. Dwarven smith stone, yes. It was not melted. It was, there was burn marks as if an explosion by combustion. I don't know what to say about this. I've always been told, and as far as the the histories of the, I don't know what to say. I'm just, I just wanted to keep you updated. We're going to keep looking into it. It's just, it blew my mind. Obviously, I'm flustered even talking about it. I just wanted you to be aware. Um, I feel like I've sent you into greater peril than I meant to. You did, but it's okay. I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> we also were able to speak to one of the dead dwarves. And what? Yeah, so I can do this thing. Um, I know, I know. He like massages I know, his brow. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> We learned that they weren't attacked by something within the city or like from within the mines. They were attacked from some outside source. And it was apparently the same thing that attacked Felcom. Specifically an army. Yes. We asked if it was a creature. They said no. Then we asked if it was an army and they said yes. And it was an army. They said specifically? Yeah. You watch him kind of like slump back in his chair. He's just like looking down, like runs his dirty fingers through his mustache like he's... You've seen, like, you know when he's thinking, when he's putting things together. Uh, he's a very internal man, but he, like, wears that internal life on his like on his face, you know? Mm-hmm. We need to find out what happened. So you coming with? He kind of, like, looks a little dejected. I I can't do that. Oh, no. It would be cool, though. It, yes. Per, per, first of all, it would be cool. It would be quite cool. It's quite cool. <laughs> I just can't. I, I, I'd rather not I'd rather not go out and about. There's, there's a reason I, I haven't done this myself. Okay, well, that's cryptic, but um, what what more? Can Roll you... a sense motive. Okay, fifteen. Yeah, um, you like with a fifteen, like you've never seen Zillion leave his home and shop. Kind of, I think the time you spent with him, like he's a little agoraphobic. He doesn't really like going places. Kind of a he's kind of a homebody in a way that's not healthy. Yeah. Well, one of these days, I want to get you out. You have to see the statues. First of all. <sighs> That's like a big sigh. I'm not a dwarf that talks about such things, but let's just say this. Um, if we can find out what happened and we can make it have some semblance of security, I'll come visit Captain Gred once you're done. That sounds great. Come see the place of my ancestors. I want that for you. And I'll do it. I promise you that. Points at him. He kind of like smirks a little bit. All right. Puts his hands up. Now. Watch where you're pointing that thing. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I forgot. We put a cannon in your arm. Right. Last time you were here. It's loaded too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't point it at me, please. Um, You need to learn to start pointing with your opposite hand. I know. It's hard though. Yeah, it's weird. Can you tell him, can you tell me more about this, this box that I'm looking for? This relic. 
Yeah, I I apologize. I haven't given you much details on it. So it's, I don't know much about it myself. Um, I have very vague memories of it. Um, it's it's a fist-sized golden cube. It's it, the best I can put together from my memory. It's some kind of storage device and a key at the same time. It's one of a kind, made by my father. It's extremely dear to my family. Okay. And as much as I can surmise from my father's writings, the ones that I have access to, which are very minimal, I think it has something extremely important to my people. My father never left it. He always had it with him. You'd think it's a key to something in Kaklingrad that maybe could help us. I, I don't mean a key in the sense um, like there's something physical to unlock. A little more abstract. Got it. Uh-huh. The way my father spoke about it, the little bit that he did, it's... This might be the most important thing I... The most important thing I do in my life. And it sounds like... It sounds like it might be even more important after what you've discovered. Yeah. Well, you were here... I mean, you were alive during the the ruling of the... I was a child. Oh. True. My mother and I left Kaglingrad when I was four years old. At the behest of my father. Makes sense. If what we think happened, and Arden was involved in some way, my father might have caught wind of it. Been frightened of things happening and sent us away. Interesting. You know anything? Have you heard anything about the Amirialis family? Anything that you think could... Nothing outside of common knowledge that they were the ruling family. Their line apparently goes back to Aridan himself. I don't, don't concern myself with such things. Not much of a history buff. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out who might have done this. Well, if you think about it, it's the... Before whatever happened, happened. Luzdenazar is probably one of the richest nations on the planet. So you can only guess... What would motivate someone? Yeah. All right. Well, we're uh, we're here getting geared up and healed up and ready to go. Do you have anything that could help protect me from radiation or anything like that? Some Something? You see him, like, move his upper lip, kind of, like, moving his mustache around as he's thinking. Uh, and he kind of pops off of a, the stool he's sitting on. I, it's nothing pretty. And he goes over and he kind of, like, pushes Moby to the side a little bit as Moby, like, is currently still scrubbing the same spot that is very much clean uh, and hasn't moved yet. And you see Zillian goes to say something and just like waves him off. But he pushes over like a couple large piles of just like random odds and ends he has in here. You know, this guy's always like building stuff. Probably half the things in here don't do anything. He's always just like trying to build a thing and then like he won't throw anything out either because he's like, oh, maybe I'll need, maybe I can use this piece of metal that I forged into this particular shape. It didn't work the first time. Maybe it'll be useful in a year. I don't know. He just has all these random odds and ends. I imagine it looks like if anybody uh, is familiar, like watch a lot of Mythbusters, you know, the inside of their shop, but there's just like fucking shit everywhere. And it's like, it's, it's probably relative. It's organized. Yeah, it's organized, but there's a lot. It's an organized much. mess. Yeah. That's kind of what I imagine the inside of his workshop looks like. Um, he's sort of a Jamie Heinemann-esque in some ways, but uh, he pulls out what looks to be like these two plates of like this dark metal that are attached by like these two leather straps. And he pulls this out and he's, you might want to take this. This is all I have for you that might work. Um, It's lead. And he goes and just hands it to you. Oh, this is heavy. Holy shit. Yep. It's made of pure lead. Um, I wouldn't have it in contact with your skin for long periods of time, but um, it might offer some protection to you. Um, You can wear it over your clothing and and armor. All right. It's going to encumber you a bit, but it might be useful. This is great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Absolutely. I made it a while back when I was doing some interesting I'll tell you more about it later. Sure. If you come back and don't die of radiation, we'll discuss 
some of the research I've done. Sounds good. Well, uh, pleasure as always. And uh, thank you. And we'll be back. Promise. Come back alive. Oh, I will. (laughs) And he walks you out and, uh, you know, gives you a handshake and tells you to come back and close the door and you head off. Literally just like lead plate you can put on. Um, (laughs) It'll take up a body slot. Um, So if you have anything that takes a body slot, you need to switch that out. But you can wear it over your stuff as a body slot and it will give you a plus four bonus on checks against radiation while you're wearing this. Dope. Thanks, Josh. Yeah, dude. Nice. That's sick. All right. Percy heads back home and uh, shows what he got. Yeah. Does Elgaroth or A want to do anything? I want to feel better. That's about it. I mean, you're feeling a good deal better. You feel like, you know, it's like your third day of being sick, you know, still feel kind of shitty, but you're on the up and up, you know? I mean, I will say is, I mean, is Elgaroth like curious about the city or is he like, no, nah. I don't, I don't think he is. I don't think he wants to. Do you think it makes him uncomfortable? Like all the buildings and shit around him? Maybe a little bit. I don't think he wants to enjoy his time here uh, because as, as much as he enjoys the company of these newfound uh, comrades, he doesn't enjoy what Ragel represents, which to him is the oppression and displacement of his people. Sure. I will say good ass bed though. He sleeps like a fucking oh, yeah. rock. It's a good ass bed. bed. Yeah, I think I think Oren's a firm mattress kind of guy. Oh yeah, right? he sleeps in his armor. What do you expect? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm also a firm. I'm a firm mattress kind of guy. Give me a soft mattress, and I wake up, uh, and I'm I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Um, yeah, give me a firm mattress. Give me a give me a fucking piece of stone to sleep on. Well, um, yeah. So I guess you probably hang out uh, around the house and everything. If you like, go outside and catch the eye of any people, Elgroth. Like, folks aren't like hostile towards you, but there's definitely weird reactions to. Um, not just that you're a full-blown orc, because there are orcs that live in the city, um, very few of them, but you you kind of look like the orc that all these people have been told about, and so you kind of get some probably interesting interactions. What do you mean, what people people have been told about? He's also staring at the sun for hours in the morning. That's true, he has to find it. <laughs> but, like, I will say, like, people of Rigel probably see, like, the orcs of the north as, like, the the mostly incorrect stereotype of, like, ravaging hordes, you know? Like, they their knowledge of them is inaccurate and so you probably get some weird reactions nothing like nobody that comes up and tries to fight you or yell at you but like people kind of seem a little little weirded out by you i think he kind of likes having that stereotype because it it implies (laughs) some sort of like fear yeah he's also red that's true you're a red orc and you're gigantic so yeah maybe catch like you probably go outside a little bit and catch you know catch the eye of some some people and they kind of make their way and you make note of it um, but I guess, yeah, you can just hang around the house um, while you guys are here. Just rest up. Um, a, do you want to do anything in particular? No, she just spends her time now that she has a little bit more strength, just tidying up the house again, just going over it, doing all that stuff that, you know, we don't have time to do when they're gone. Oh, you're going to make some potions, dude, while we're here? Uh, maybe. We'll see. I might give you some gold. Might throw in on it. What do you need? I, I gave you invisibility and enlarged person, I think, right? Yeah, remember that A has to know the spell to, pr- to prepare. Yeah, I only have one potion on my sheet from you, and it's mirror image. Oh, weird. Uh, well, then I might have... Yeah, if I don't have any extra invisibilities, I'll make some, or I think I have enlarged person, potentially. That could be cool, yeah. Do you know enlarged person? I think so. Yeah, check and see if you have that on your spells known. Remember, first level potions are uh, 25 gold to create. Yep, there it and is. then second yep. level are 150 to make. So 25 gold for first level, 150 for you to make a second level potion. So you could 
You could do some cool stuff there. Well, it's a one level spell, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the is enlarged person a first level spell? Yeah. Yeah. Is invisibility a first level spell? No, that's second level. Two. Second level. So yeah, invisibility would cost you a buck fifty to make the potion, but enlarged person is twenty-five gold. I gotta make sure that's right. It it is that's crazy. I'm looking at it right now, dude. No, I mean that enlarged person. I I swear it's first level, but it is. Oh nice. Um, but uh while you guys are here on the Second day, hanging around the house, I imagine. You know, Percy's out at this time. We'll say he's at Zillion's. Salai is, you know, probably dumping. You just turn the bag inside out, and you're going through all the shit you have yeah. in there, and you cast the spells, and you're kind of thinking about what you're going to prepare and get everything ready. You guys here, a knock at the door. Oh, uh, I, I, I'll get it. She goes up to the door, slowly opens it. Hello? Yeah, as you peek your head out, you see a tall gentleman. Uh, he's dressed in a, a black coat. Um, it has really nice silver kind of inlays into it. And he has a, a, a deep, like reddish purple tunic. So more of like a red purple than like a blue purple. The collar comes all the way up, like just underneath his chin. And is, he standing there kind of formally with his hands in front. Um, yes. Um, Miss Salai, Lady Salai. That, uh, y- yeah, that's me. Hi. Uh, yes, my name is Edrin. I- I'm captain of the Ashen Guard. I was sent here by Lord Koretsnov. For what reason? Alongside Lord Varel wanting to schedule a time to have his meeting with your friend Isla, uh, I was actually sent to schedule a time with you. Um, he would love to have an audience with you. Uh, she just kind of like turns over her shoulder. Mm, I don't want to be rude. I, I, I Well, then do not refuse him. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. Fine, I guess. I guess I could do that. It, it doesn't have to be right away. He sent me to speak with you. It could be at your own behest. D- do you know why he wants to talk to me? Apologies, I'm not privy to such information. <sighs> fine. Yeah, fine. I'll talk to him, I guess. Good, so I should let him know that you're available. Um... <sighs> It's at your convenience. He knows you're all very busy. Tomorrow is fine. Good. I will let him know. I appreciate it, and I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. I'll come fetch you. Okay. That sounds good. Thank you. I, sorry, you're not... I'm not mad at you. I... No, I, I understand. Lord Koretsnov is a forward man. He wants what he wants, but he's a good man. Okay. I've worked for him for many a year. I'm so happy that you think highly of him. <laughs> He, he kind of smirks. Um, it was wonderful meeting you, and I look forward to seeing you again. He kind of stops, like, awkward for a moment. Yes, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Until then, she closes the door. Ugh, can you believe that? She turns around. Elgaroth is asleep on the couch. <laughs> Percy's not there. What is it? <laughs> is A around? Is anyone around? Yeah, we'll say she's doing dishes. You know. A, did you just hear that? No, it's not. It's not exactly the easiest to hear from out there to in here. Lord Koretsnov wants to talk with me. He asked for an audience with me. What does he have to speak with me about? Um. And I didn't want to be rude. The nice general guy. I, I didn't catch his name. Shit. <laughs> he said his, his name is. He's Edrin. He's captain of the Ashen Guard. Um, and he's actually cast as someone because it's, it's not just a random lackey. He's cast as Royce Pearson. I know him best. He's from a number of things, but I know him. He's in the Witcher series. I'll send you a picture, guys. In the in the what was his name again? 
I just sent it inside the. Uh, Ooh, I like him. Oh, I just sent it inside. I like him a lot. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Wait, uh, what was that character's name again? Edrin. Edrin. He's captain of the Ashen Guard. At Captain Edrin. Yeah, he's uh the Edrin. the Ashen Guard is Varel's like personal constituents, like personal bodyguards. Yeah, he's. I don't know the captain of. Kretznov's Ashen Guard or whatever. I don't remember. Just incredibly handsome. <laughs> He's really hot. <laughs> I was too busy staring at his eyes to listen to anything he said. <laughs> it's like the Squidward meme. Oh no, he's hot. <laughs> Either way, Lord Kretznov is asking to speak with me. Why? What does he... I don't... I mean, I said yes, but I don't want to. Well, then you can always retract your yes or we can practice you saying no well now I want to know what he wants to say but I hate him I'm gonna say Isla wakes up from her nap from all the commotion and we'll come downstairs what what's going on why why is there so much yelling what's happening Lord Kresnov is asking for an audience with me with you specifically with me specifically no one else Hmm. he also wanted to talk to you about I don't know. I guess you're doing something with them. Yeah. I, uh, I'm surprised he wants to meet with you specifically. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not happy about it. I mean, I said yes, but... I think you should go. I specifically told him that I would not work with him unless he was respectful towards my crew, so... I'm gonna meet with him tomorrow, so I guess we'll see how it goes. That ought to be interesting. As you guys are standing there, you hear from outside... You hear a small voice. Abbot, excuse me. <laughs> excuse me. Salar so runs to the door. Hey, hey. Yeah, it's your. It's the little neighbor girl. How's Ciesa. Hi. You're home? Yeah. Just... Okay, I brought your fish back. Oh, We're only here for... I mean, I, I would love to see Budget. Come on and bring him in. But only for a little visit. We're actually going to be leaving again tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll take care of him. Thank you. She kind of wanders inside and sees Elgroth like sitting on the couch. She just kind of like immediately like grabs Salai's leg and kind of hides hides behind Aww. her leg. Oh no no no! You don't have to be scared. That's our friend. His name is Elgroth. He's very nice. He is nice. Yeah, absolutely. See, he's sleeping right now. He can't hurt you if he's sleeping. He's staring directly at her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's sleeping right now with his eyes open. He's just like fuming. <laughs> yeah, that now now that you have the the, the, the fishbowl in your hand, she kind of like timidly like slowly walks over to Elgaroth. And as you're sitting on the couch, she just walks over and like raises a hand up. And then very slowly, she puts the, her finger on the tip of your nose. You're not so scary up close. <laughs> he sniffs her finger. You smell delicious. <laughs> she sprints back behind and grabs Salai's leg. She's like fucking trembling. He's he's not going to eat you. Don't worry. You're not going to eat her, right? <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> God. I was wrong. He's scary up close. He's not. He's not. He's really nice. You're really nice, right, Elgaroth? Yeah, I'm pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> See? Don't worry about him. Where? You want to arm wrestle? You should. No. Thank you. <laughs> Where is your, where's your, where's your other big friend? You want a snack? Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Oh, he, no. he reaches in his no! pocket. <laughs> Abort. Pocket granola. Oh, God. wait. Mom always told me not 
not to take food from strangers, though. That was a very good thing she taught you. Yeah, she told me not to. Well, how about I give this to Sly, and then she can give it to you? I think that's probably a good idea. And I'll have some, too, just to show you that it's not bad. I asked where your big friend was. Oh, he's... um, Sorry. It's okay. He's over at the Citadel. Do you know where that is? No. It's about three days. I've never left the city before. Oh, really? Well, there's a lot of exciting things to explore. I really only, like... I stay at home and I, I go to school and I have a, a friend's house I go to. Do you want to explore one day? No. Okay. Well, then I can just tell you about the Citadel. Is it scary? Mm, no. It's three days north from here, up in the mountains. Yeah. And it's a place where all the rude warden, rune wardens train and live. Did Do you, you say the rude wardens? <laughs> rune wardens. Are they mean? It's in their name. No. Rude, rude wardens. They protect the entire continent. I don't. I don't like. I don't think that name is good because your friend wasn't rude. He was nice. Yeah, they're very nice. They're rude. See, R-U-N-E. he was. He, he was big and and not scary though. That's because you knew him. Once you get to know Elgaroth, he won't be scary either. No, I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> Elgaroth walks over it slowly. She's like clutching. Like Salai's like trousers. Hey, it's it's okay. He gets down on her level. I'm Elgaroth. Nice to meet you. And he just reaches out his big pointer finger and goes to shake her hand. She like timidly puts her hand on your finger. My name is Siesta. Nice to meet you. That's a beautiful name. Thank you. You want to see something cool? Oh, okay. Check this out. And he pulls out this fetish off of his neck, and it's this giant tooth. He goes, this is a dire bear tooth. A what? A dire bear. It's like a bear, but bigger. Oh. <laughs> They're pretty scary. You, like, hold it out, and it's like, it's, like, bigger than multiple of her hands. You know, it's just huge. It's, like, as big as her head. Yeah, I, I got it from... He thinks about it for a second. I talked to him, and he just gave it to me. <laughs> oh, that was... That was very nice of him. Yeah, the, he was really nice. And I'm really nice. And that's how I got this tooth. <laughs> that's a, a lovely story, <clears throat> Elgaroth. Um, sweetheart, your parents are probably worried about you. Yeah, my mom probably wants me to come home. Thank you for watching the fish. Yeah, I could. Do you want me? Uh, do you want me to take him, Miss Salai? Go ahead and take him. Okay. We're really busy, and I don't have the time to. Give him the proper. Attention. I taught him that when he gets his food, I taught him. I I I made it so that when he when he when he eats, he does a little he does a little uh, spin. Oh, that's actually really impressive. Yeah. Do Do you have here? Hold on. I, I just I'll be right back. I I want to go get the fish food. I want to show you. And she like scampers <laughs> off. Okay. How is Josh so good at acting like a little kid? <laughs> Just act really overly excited and overly scared at everything. She runs off and comes back with like a little, you know, a little, a little pouch. Oh, okay, look, and she goes and sets budget on the floor. Everybody, everybody, come, come down here. And she like motions her hands, so you all like squat down. She's like, no, lower. You won't be able to see. She pulls out a couple flakes. Elgroth gets full prone, belly on the floor. He's like, it's just like <laughs> eye level with this fish. This fish has a heart attack and goes belly up. Oh um, my god! No. <laughs> um, 
she goes ahead and sprinkles some fish flakes into it and the fish just swims up and eats the fish flakes and she goes no he did it he he's t- he too he's too tired he he'd do it next time he needs to get fishy sleep so that he can do the spin it's a lot of work it's also very nerve-wracking to be in front of an audience. Yeah. There's like yeah. a I had like a big lots of people yeah. audience watching. Definitely. Yeah. Next time. Yeah. Well, it was nice seeing you. Thank yeah, you for was... taking such good care of budget. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for thank you for thank you for letting me take care of him and re- and read to him. Um I I I I, I love him. Oh. <laughs> I love him too, and it makes me happy that you love him. Well, okay, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take him home. Um, my, my mom probably wants me to finish some things, so okay. Um, Be careful. Alrighty. Um, she goes ahead and picks up and goes, "Bye, bye, Elgroth. Say hi. Nice, yes, sir. Say, say hi to your other big. F- you have lots of big friends." As she's walking away, why? I, have so many big she's like talking to herself she has so many big friends i didn't know there were so many people that were so tall in in the place right budget um people so big and we're so small we're, we're nice gonna, to meet we're you gonna, we're gonna stick together and you hear her like you know walking Aww. off and you hear the the you know you hear the door open and you hear like a, a woman's voice like, oh sweetheart there you are <sighs> well you guys know i didn't i didn't talk to that bear right <laughs> uh yeah i, think I killed it yeah. We got that. Thanks. Well, is there anything else we need to do before tomorrow? No, I think we can just relax. <sighs> Good. All right. Eventually, Percy comes home, and uh, you guys can do whatever you will for the rest of the day. You you bed down, and let's uh, let's go ahead and have you do the second day of uh, remove radioactivity. Try to heal up some more of the stuff. Remember, everybody, for your night's rest, you get one point of ability damage and your strength healed. Uh, make sure you do that. And, uh, so I'm going to, obviously I'm good to go, so I can skip over me. So it's going to be yeah, let's Algaroth, start with Algaroth A. Okay. Did you heal any of my drain yet or no? No. no. Okay. We skipped over Got you. Got it. Because you were the, and, but I healed myself completely, so I'm good. Okay. Okay. So Elgroth, you're up. Mm-hmm. Two points for con. Of con. Okay. One point of strength. Uh, Sorry. That's okay. I'll be back to full after this next rest. And then A, you're up. Mm-hmm. Three points of con. Dope. Two points of strength. Cool. Back. Where are you at? Um, just out of curiosity. Um, and same with Algroth. I'm back to normal now. Okay. I'm nice. down to you, con. Beautiful. Okay. And then Percy, one point of con. I'm God so sorry. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So, yeah. And then three strength. Strength is good to go. Okay. Whee! And then Isla. Yeah. Four con. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> So the only person, um, I think Elgross still is down some con and Percy's down some con, right? Correct. Okay. You guys so, could always go out and buy some scrolls of that if you needed to, or you could do that, you know, tomorrow. Because tomorrow's the day you guys are going to leave, I yeah. assume, right? So you want to go into Kagongrad with all of your fourth level spells gone? That's the problem. Or are you staying for another day? Maybe we should stay for one more day. Maybe yeah, let's do it. We can just leave like in the a.m. the next day. Like, yeah. Right at the beginning of the day. That's fine. Uh, I'll buy a I'll buy a scroll of restoration today and just I'll heal myself so we can save those spells and just use them for scrolls. Use them for scrolls. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eight hundred gold. You want to buy that? Cool. I'll just for restoration. I'll do the same. Fuck it. All right. Cool. Thanks, Ace. And then I'll, I'll nice. it heals all of it, or do I have to roll? 
No, it heals all of it. Restoration does all. Okay, cool. It just costs that extra. You guys would have spent like almost a thousand gold trying to use that spell if you did. So the remove radioactivity was more cost effective overall. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually buy two just because I, I want to have one just in case. So sixteen hundred. Well, I mean, have a do scroll? you want to save your money? Oh, shit, it's a scroll. You can't use it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do you guys right. just want to save your money and do one more day? Like that's quite a bit of money. And- yeah. You, well, no. What he's saying is like you can do one more day, but that just means they they are going to spend money to free up you to use more of those slots to prepare remove radioactivity as scrolls. Right. That's what, he's, that's that's what Shane's right. saying. yeah because oh, it gives you more slots to use as scrolls instead of burning them now because they said they're willing to. I mean, you guys got 600 gold last I mean, session. If I, so if, if we almost stay, free. if we stay for, if we leave on the morning of the fourth, right? Well, yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. So basically you can prepare four scrolls of remove radioactivity tomorrow on day three yeah, and get four scrolls. And you could, you could, you know, I don't think I would do four though. Cause then I would just be walking to Kaglamrad with no fourth. No, because no. we're still going to rest again. And you the guys next rest again and you can yeah. prepare your spells. So the next day we'll have four, but you'd have four full ones. And then you'd have whatever spells you have for that day. Whoa, wait, hang on a second. You're currently on day two. So you would prepare all of them as scrolls for day three. And then you would leave and go into Kaglamrad on day four. No, no. Day one was the day we arrived. I was out of spells. I had no spells that day. I'd, I'd use them all. It doesn't. Re- I'm talking about like the days, like rests. Like you guys are taking a full day of a full day of spells. Okay. Four full days of spells. So the I'm fourth thinking of one the day going you're into thinking of the rest. Okay. Yeah, because you didn't have you weren't able to do anything on the first day. So day number one, your first nothing full, happened. Your first full day. Day two, full day. Yeah, okay, first full day in Regal. Yes. Second full day in Regal is today. That's what I just did. Third full day in Rigel, I'm gonna use remove radioactivity on you guys or no? No, because they're gonna buy the scrolls. I'm just gonna You're gonna do four, four scrolls of it, and then we leave on four. Correct, with a full spell book. Okay, sounds good. I can do that. But yeah, I mean, Elgroth and Percy. Remember, you guys both got 600 gold. Everybody did last session. I also, I have to be honest with you guys. I have like a thousand gold left. I don't, I can't make all of those scrolls uh, with my own money. Yeah, well, you guys, you guys could pull it uh, if you need to. Um, but go ahead, if, if Elgroth and Percy are going to do that, you can go ahead and find those scrolls. You can purchase them, so like, and then just like do it. It's like yeah. free when you go back to the house. Just let us so. know how much you need. And then we can- okay. But yeah, those scrolls for you two guys are 800 gold a pop. Cool. So everybody is good to go on those things. Eventually, later on in the day, so like you do hear a knock on the door. <sighs> All right. I guess this is it. She goes up to the door and answers it. You see it is... Edrin. Hello again. Good day. Are uh, we ready to go? I believe I am. As ready as I'll ever be. After you, my lady. And she, uh, my lady, steps out the door. It's not exactly the... When you say my lady with an American accent, you're an incel. When you say it with a British accent, it's like courtly shit. I just love to be a fedora kid and tip my fedora. (laughs) He doesn't have a fedora to tip. And if he did, it'd be kind of hot, though. (laughs) It kind of would. This guy could do mostly anything and it'd be kind of hot. Yeah. So, uh, how long have you been working for Lord Kretznoff? Well, I've lived in Bleakridge my entire life, but, um, I've been working for him for many years. For his family, at least, since I was a boy. Mm. So, what what brings him to Rigel? I just thought it was weird that he's all of a sudden trying to run for office here. Well, he is a citizen, is he not? Yeah, I guess. And the country, the Republic, he's been in grave danger as of late. Yeah. Wait, were you at the outpost? Me personally. Yeah. I was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yes, it it was it was a bloody day. Look, would would you mind if I spoke plainly? Sure, but I'm 
going to be honest with you, you should be careful about what you say next. Shit. <laughs> I owe a great deal to the Koresnoff family. My parents were killed when I was a young boy, and they took me in and, and, and gave me a life. I, I, I'm indebted to them for what they've given to me. But I don't relish what happened that day. Thank you. And while I don't want to speak out of turn, I, I think if I think if you could get past Lord Koretsnov's hard out of veneer, you could see that he doesn't relish what happened either. He plays himself as a stern man, and he is one. I'm not going to make excuses for him, but he's like a father to me. I'm so sorry if this is forward, but I know that this meeting is unexpected and undesired. I, I knew before when I came yesterday. It was written all over your face. I think I was pretty obvious about it. Yes. You seem like an open-hearted person. I'm not going to tell you how to live and any harm I might have indirectly caused. I apologize, but um, simple advice from a stranger who's not invested personally. Hear what he has to say. He's a stubborn man. But he's a good one. And he cares. I said yes for a reason. I'm obviously curious to hear what he has to say. And while I hear that you were saying he doesn't relish in that day, I can't say that any of our interactions since then have shown me that. He's said nothing but the opposite. So I don't know what that says about his character, that he's willing to gloat in things that he regrets, or that he's just lying to the people he's close to. I don't know, but... It tells you that he's a lord. Well, if he's trying to be a leader, he should learn some humility, some empathy, some compassion. Everyone has to make hard decisions in their lives. I understand that. But rubbing salt in the wounds of people who have been genuinely hurt by the decisions he's made? What kind of person does that? I would say this is something you should talk to him about. Yeah, I I, I know, I know. You were... Don't kill the messenger and all. I get it. You're just following orders. I I know. I'm not trying to pin anything on you. It's just, obviously, this is a sore subject for me. That's understandable. Well, and you guys are kind of like making your way into the uh, parliamentary assemblage and uh, you make way up the staircase and you start going back through like a a different set of halls. You actually go kind of a a slightly different direction than you usually go to the prime minister. Sometimes you go to a different office. So, um, uh, you and your friends are always off gallivanting. Any interesting stories to tell? (laughs) Quite a few. I mean, since I've worked for Lord Koretsnov, there's been um, a lot of sitting around, lots of waiting. Yeah, I, I, I don't even know where to start. This has been the most insane year of my entire life. I think I've experienced more lifetimes in the last few months than most people do over decades. I don't think anyone would even believe me if I talked about some of the things that we've experienced. I've died more than once. No just once but the rest of the party has died more than once wait i mean isla died once oh, well, Percy you don't died. have to you don't have to explain i'm familiar with the feeling yeah it's crazy i didn't even realize there were so many things around the world places to to explore creatures to that want to be dead the world's a wide place yeah i guess that's one of the things i've been blessed with in this last year i've gotten to see a lot and experience a lot that's it was my biggest dream when I was younger. Maybe someday I'll get out of all this and see the world. We'll see. You should. You should do it. Well, that settles it then. <laughs> ah, here we are. Um, you see you're like now in front of a, a door. It's a single door, like a little side office. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Well, um, uh, yes. Goes ahead and goes and knocks on the door and here, come in. Oh, yeah. He, opens, he opens the door and says, um, <laughs> my lord, yes, Edrin, um, is she here? Oh, come inside. 
You see like it's this kind of small office. It looks like it's kind of been like thrown together over the last few months. There's like random odds and ends, but it looks like this is just like a makeshift empty office they have that now he's working out. So as the the door kind of opens and Edrin kind of motions you inside, um, as you go in, he kind of like catches your eye um, for a second before you, you, you go in. He just kind of stops and he looks like he wants to say something. And then he catches himself and just gives you a nod and it kind of turns around and like stands by the door and closes it behind you. And as you come into this office, we're going to take a break. Ah! Cliffhanger! Hey there, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh here. And thank you all once again for tuning into another episode of The Pod Called Quest. I hope you're all enjoying this little detour back to old Rigel, and I hope some of the developments prove interesting to you. But anyways, we've got a few things to talk about today, everybody. And the first of those is a brand new $10 Patreon shout-out. So, as we always do for our brand new $10 and up patrons, joining our motley band as a special part of the PCQ community, I want to welcome Richard Vidamanti. Thank you so very much for your support and for believing in us. It's folks like you and all the other patrons who keep this show afloat. So once again, Richard, huge shout out to you. Thank you so very much. And in a similar related note, for all of you patrons or prospective patrons, we actually just enabled the ability to buy an annual membership over on the Patreon. This allows you to pay for the whole year up front if you would like to. And the best part about it is you get two months of that year for free. So if you join at the $5 tier, normally over the course of that year, you're going to pay 60 some odd dollars, give or take, depending on some tax things and everything. But if you go with an annual membership, you'll only be paying 50. You get two of those 12 months for free. So if you're already a patron and you think you're going to be sticking around and you want to get a discount, or if you're a prospective patron and this is maybe just the incentive you need, head on over to patreon.com slash podcalledquest and check out the annual membership. Remember, that's an entire two months for free if you join with an annual subscription. And honestly, there hasn't been a better time to join at least at the $5 tier or higher because right now we have our Rune Warden sessions coming out. If you weren't paying attention last week or just haven't had a chance to listen, we did release the first hour and 20 minutes of the first episode of a brand new multi-part series over on the Patreon. We're going to be exploring a little bit what's going on with our old buddy Orin and Skelly and the other Rune Wardens while the rest of the Thanes are up north in Kagongrad. So if you want to hear that and hear the entire group play some brand new characters, once again, patreon.com slash pod called quest and hop in at the five dollar or higher tier and even on top of those rune warden sessions which will come out over the next few months there's over 40 hours of exclusive audio content that you'll get your hands on including some of our other side quests we've done our holiday quest of his episodes meridian monthlies and our outtakes so definitely hop in now and get your hands on that okay so while we're talking about the patreon i wanted to mention here a very special opportunity we're going to be offering over the next couple months So, over the course of the last three years, becoming a patron at any level on our Patreon gets you access to our patron-only Discord server. This is a place you can hang out, talk to other PCQ fans, talk directly to us, I'm on here all the time, and discuss things from the episodes all the way down to just random memes or your very own campaign. And since the very beginning, it's been completely exclusive to patrons. But, starting this episode, we're going to be allowing a few non-patrons in for limited access to a number 
member of the channels in the Discord. You'll still be able to join in on the discussion of the different episodes, as well as all the random discussions that we all have. And you can still hang out with all of us and the patrons. And you don't even have to join us on the Patreon. All you have to do is go into this episode's description and click the provided link. Now I have to mention, the link for this episode, the one inside this episode's description, is only going to last for the next seven days. And it's only going to allow a total of five people in. So if you're interested in coming in here and hanging out with us and getting to know the patrons and everything, seeing what we're all talking about, then head on into the description and click that link and become part of a new set of folks that get to join the Patreon-only Discord completely for free. Once again, head down into the description and click that link to become one of five non-patrons we're allowing into the Patreon-exclusive Discord. And remember, the link for this episode only works for the next seven days. We'll likely be adding new links to each episode, but if you miss out on this one, you'll have to wait until episode 66 comes out. So we'd love to see you in there. We'd love to hang out. Pop on in. It's completely and utterly free. As always, huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Projekt Red, and Owlcat Games for the use of their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them as well as all the other composers whose music we use via Creative Commons at podcalledquest.com slash music and in each and every episode show notes. And of course, head on over to causecalledquest.com to check out a number of great organizations and causes that we support where you can find information about them and even find some links to donate. All right, everybody, that's enough talk about Patreon. Let's get you back into the episode. Thank you all once again for listening and a huge shout out to all of our patrons for donating. We will see you all right back here on Friday, June 3rd for episode 66. Have a good weekend, everybody. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Salai, you step into this office as you go inside, like I said before, you kind of catch Edrin's eye. He looks like he goes to say something to you and then stops himself and just gives a nod and uh, kind of turns around and like takes station at the door, basically. The door closes behind you. And you are now in this probably like, sort of like a 20 by 15 office. This one doesn't have like a window. It's just got like shelving and there's like a really nice desk he's sitting at. You can see he's got papers kind of strewn about, uh, like a big tome on one side. And he sits down and he says, please come in. Take a seat. And there's like a chair there across the desk from him. So she goes and just takes a seat and just crosses her arms. You wanted to speak with me? Yes. To start, I I wanted to thank you for taking time out of you and your friend's busy schedule. I know that you have many a task that you're involved in and taking time to speak with me, I assume would be the last thing that you would be planning on doing today or yesterday or tomorrow or any day. I had an opening in my schedule. I'm not sure how much my man Edrin told you, but I wanted to seek an audience with you to extend some sort of olive branch with you and your friends. We've had a contentious relationship, and with my new station and my new duties to the Republic, it only behooves myself and Emberin for me. He kind of like takes a second. This is not something I do very often. Well, you are completely right. It certainly would benefit you for us to be on your side. But why exactly... That's not what I meant. Emma didn't trust you all. Implicitly. Sometimes, maybe not with her best interest. But for the most part. I work for her now. Mm-hmm. And I intend to do my job well. And with that, well, we can't have hanging chads such as this anymore. My words surrounding what happened so long ago up north have been 
crass and likely far too insensitive. They have been. I would give explanation, but I don't want that to come off as excuse. So you have my sincere apologies for how things have been spoken about in the past. You were undeserving, and even someone like myself can learn a lesson or two. Well, thank you for apologizing. It did not feel good to come out of the worst moment of my life, the most painful moment of my life, and watch someone approach it with so much insensitivity. I'm glad that you recognized that that was out of line, because it was. It was. I think you and I share more similarities than both of us likely realize. What would those similarities be? You seem like shake his head and his eyes close. I've lost people, as you have. The people closest to me, the people who, well, after they're gone, figuring out what you're supposed to do in their stead. Well, it's just impossible. It's been a challenge. But you have to. We don't get a choice. Mm-hmm. And if someone acted how I have in the past, after all that's happened to me, well, you've been very kind in keeping my head mounted to my shoulders. I don't think someone crossing my path would have been so lucky. Look, I may be angry, but I'm not stupid. I'm not exactly the fighting type. I think there's more fight in you than you put on. It has been a, a challenge. It has been a challenge since that happened. Because like you said, I'm trying to fill a hole. I'm trying to live up to and honor people that I, unfortunately, had about a week to get to know. So harder to honor people that you don't even understand that are a part of you, but somehow so far away at the same time and so different at the same time. So I think more than anything, of course, I'm angry for the lives lost, but personally, I'm angry for the opportunity. That was my chance, you know? That was my chance and it's gone now. I'm not saying I would have gotten along with them. I'm not saying I even agreed with them. I didn't. I was trying to stop it just like you, but they, they're gone now. There's no chance for reconciliation, no chance for understanding, no chance to see their side of the story. It's... You didn't get the choice. So I'm, I'm, I'm grieving that too. Kind of nods a little bit. As I said before, I won't bore you with explanations that will come off as excusing behaviors. I wouldn't want to hear it. So, look, I understand we all have to make decisions, right? And, and we all have our reasons. I don't think there's any, any combination of words that you could put together to make me okay with what you did. I wouldn't expect as such. Yeah, I think we're just past that. I thank you for apologizing to me. I wish it hadn't taken this long. We're here now, so. He kind of shifts in the, the chair he's sitting in, folds his hands in front of him. As you said, there's nothing I can say. I've learned very well, no matter how hard you try, there's no way to change the past. But I would like to try and do good work moving forward. I don't expect us to trade dinner party invitations, but both of us care about the city, the country it sits in. And I think if we can not be at each other's throats, we can do our jobs better. Sure. I will be straightforward with you. I I will trust you in this moment in that you mean well, right? I, I, I'm not even saying that I, I doubted it. You have done many good things for this nation. I'm not dumb. I, I've seen it. And you may have all the best of intentions for the future in the campaign that you're running. I look forward to seeing what good you can do. And it will not be with my help. I, sorry. I'm not I'm, saying I'll stand I'm, in your I'm way. I'm not asking you to 
do campaign work, I would never do that. It wasn't my idea to bring your friend Isla into it either. It was Emirates. Yeah, I believe that. I have not stood in your way, and I will not stand in your way. If you say you want to do good, then show me. It's as simple as that. I plan to. Then I look forward to seeing what you do. Just like a slight nod. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. Appreciate your candor and your restraint. I don't deserve it. You don't. But that's what respect is. I do respect you. Smiles, not in like a, an indignant way, but in like a thoughtful way. He like goes to say something and he thinks. And he, you actually visibly see him like shake his head. Let me know if there's anything that me, my men, or our office can do for you and your friends. And I hope to speak to you all again very soon. Until next time. Good day. And uh, she leaves. Yeah, you get up and kind of like, it's probably like weird. He's just like sitting at his desk, like kind of looking down, like trying to like stare at you as you go out. You know, he's like looking down, mm-hmm. like looking over some papers and open the door and go out close behind you. And Edrin's standing there and he's, well, that was quick. Do you need me to walk you back to? I, I got it. Thank you, though. You're very welcome. I appreciate your words earlier. You're welcome. It was nice speaking with you. It was good speaking with you, too. And until next time. Yes, um, could could there um be? Never mind. Yes. It's fine. Uh, okay. I ship it. <laughs> and as you kind of like turn around to walk, he says, uh, uh, "Could there be a next time?" I'm sure we'll see each other around. I'm, I'm sh- sure, I'm, I'm, of, of course. Um, yes. Good day. Good day. She's just like that was weird. Make your way out <laughs> of the the halls here and back out of the parliamentary assemblage and make your way back home, where everybody's just like chilling, resting up maybe rummaging through some of the bag of holding stuff, but, uh... She comes in and she slams the door behind her. Oh, shit. I was sitting on the couch. Uh, everything okay? That was just as annoying as I thought it would be. What happened? Oh, I hate it when people try to bury the hatchet when they admit they <laughs> fucked up. Uh, Look, she can still be annoyed. For sure. <laughs> what happened? He, like tried to apologize without apologizing. He, like, apologized for tried. being rude to me afterwards, but didn't even apologize for killing, like, my entire tribe. And it was so, like, oh, sorry I made you feel that way. Ugh, he's so annoying. Point of order, <laughs> he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, he he didn't apologize for what happened. Yeah. Um, and he made clear, like, you can't change the past. How do you apologize for that? Nah, you know what I mean, not- like, but he specifically said he's sorry for what he said. I just want to make it clear that's the life still hates him. No, that's fine. I just have to make clear, like, there was no misunderstanding. Yeah. Because I because I deliberately, when I was thinking of no, this, no. was like, don't don't apologize no, it, for her feelings. It was apologize for what happened. It was like, what apology. you did. It no, no, it was, it was perfectly Okay, valid. okay, okay, okay. I was making sure I didn't fuck Sly up. Sly is just being sly. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I, I had like to make sure. When the person that you hate is mature about something and it just annoys you more. Yeah. Like, yeah, because totally. you want them to be a, you want yeah. them to be a little fucker about it. Yeah. So you yes. can hate them more. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's like when you break up with someone and they're like really nice about it and you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks because you know? this in Salai's mind, she's like, this is the first step to maybe someday being okay with him, and I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh okay. What else did he say? He said that he was sorry for being so rude and insensitive and terrible about talk about all the things that he said. Wait, regarding what happened? He admitted that he was terrible? I might have inserted a few words, but he apologized for his behavior. But he admitted that he had poor behavior. Yes. That's surprising. Yeah, he is clearly apologizing because he wants my help, our help, in the campaign. That's likely, but 
it's a little weird that he's apologizing now instead of back then when it happened or not doing it at all. True. When he has something to gain from it. Oh, very sincere. I understand. Trust me, I don't like the guy either. I wasn't expecting him to apologize either. I mean, I'm glad that he did. I wanted an apology. It wasn't right of him to do. Look, you're never going to like the guy. Neither am I. And he doesn't deserve your forgiveness. But he also didn't have to say anything. That's a good step forward, right? Did he, though? I feel like he kind of did. He's a little desperate for our help now, right? I mean... Who knows? I mean, the city likes us. The city knows the things. They respect the things. Do they, though? (laughs) Most of the city likes us. What do you mean, most? You should have seen the mob that I had to endure when I was going to visit Laveau. A mob? A mob. It wasn't a lot of people, but it was definitely a mob. Doing what? Someone spit at me. Why? You? Me. What did you do to them? Apparently, I'm a lackey. A lackey to who? The The Prime Minister? Got it. Yeah. It's okay. I think I scared them off, but... It doesn't feel good to know that we don't have a lot of fans. Maybe it's not as many as we used to. Is the campaign at least going well? From what I understand, but you know how it is. People just want something to be angry at. Are you going to talk to that one guy? Yes, I'm planning on it. But uh, I think it should wait till after Kaglum bread. Yeah, that's fair. Which, by the way, is Percy there? Sure. She looks at Percy. Did, um... Your friend mentioned that it's illegal for us to be there. What? It's I was illegal? not made aware of this. I mentioned it to Laveau and she seemed very uh, confused. She's not going to do anything about it, luckily. She thinks it's fine because she trusts us, but did a zillion send us off on a dangerous, illegal mission without knowing it? Dangerous, yes, uh, but illegal. I, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm sure he knows, but uh, I didn't know that. Apparently that entire area is closed off to the public. Is it a problem for us to go back? Not that she said. I told her we still had business to take care of and she seemed fine with it. But Okay, well, as long as we're not going to get in trouble for it. No, I don't think so. It's just strange. She even mentioned the thing about the dragon attack. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the common knowledge. That's what people believe to be true. I wonder if Laveau knows anything about the soldiers. I'm not going to mention it just in case. Yeah, I was going to say just in case. Maybe we should keep it to ourselves and not consult with Zillian about uh, our findings. And then I think you should ask him what he knows. Well, I did. I I just got back from asking him about it. Oh, uh, how'd that go? Well, he doesn't know much, but uh, he was very surprised uh, to learn about our findings. Um... I got this. And he pulls out this huge, these two huge lead plates with a leather strap connecting them. Look, I can wear it. And he puts it over his head. Oh. It protects from the radiation. Oh, wow. That's useful. For me, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. Thanks. So when are we leaving? Day after tomorrow, right? Day after tomorrow. First thing in the morning. Good. I don't want to get too comfortable here. Or else I'll probably not want to go back. I feel that. Is everyone else doing all right? You hear from the you hear from the living room. Hey, hey! You got any more of these drinks? It's pretty good. And you look, and there are three Algaraths. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh no! 
<laughs> You're supposed to save those. What? I was thirsty. What? Whoa. <laughs> Look at these hunks. Am I right? <laughs> oh, gods. Elgaroth. You never told me what it did. Oh, that's, that's true. That, uh... If you have any more of those, it might be helpful to save it the next time you're in battle. Imagine your enemy not knowing which is the real Elgroth. Yeah, that makes sense. But imagine you're really thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and all you got is this. Um, He's like six feet from your guy's water. <laughs> there's water right right there that you can have at any time. It's, it's there for the taking. Oh, how do I? Is it like a sink or is it like a? No, so you guys have like a like a a, a basin, like a little basin that yeah. you would fill. I am sometimes in the last few years, you guys would have went and got water. You know what I mean? Like a little yeah, well or someone something. Someone would have gotten it. So it would be pretty fresh for a few days, you know. And it's like we have it attached like to the refrigerator with the ice machine. Well, uh... <laughs> isn't that how? Yeah, it works? we had a metal box enchanted with permanent cone of cold, so it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Everything in there is like blowing around. Uh, it's like room temperature water in a little basin that has a cover on it, you know? Like a sparklets water bottle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dog, whatever. I like the idea that none of us can imagine what it might be like in medieval times. We're like, look at refrigerator. Oh, none of us? I can perfectly imagine what no, that I'm looks like. I'm not talking about you. I'm, into, I'm talking about us. Fucking dingus. I'm talking about us, chuckle fucks. <laughs> So you look over at the sparklets water bottle. And he goes to refill his flask this time with water. Well, it's a vial. It's a potion vial. Nice. Good job. Good job. Yeah, nice fresh water. Well done, Algaroth. You did it. Did you? You did it. Want to see Rigel at all? You've just been here inside the house. You've you've never been here before, right? No. Yeah, do you want a tour? Not really, no. Oh, okay. I mean it's it's a cool city. I wouldn't mind taking you around. No, I'm good. All right. Okay. We can go to my favorite pub. With drinks? Yeah, alcohol. Lots of drinks. Mm. No. I saw that smile for a second. No. I saw that smile. I don't want to go, Percy. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, all right, all right. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs> I could use a drink myself. Me too. After today, I'm going to need a lot of drinks. Well, you guys go off. Um, does Percy take him to Fayweather's pub? Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice, um, nice, nice, nice. Keep it, keep it in the family. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, like third cousins. So you uh, you take him over to this, you know, dingy kind of sad little pub Percy likes to drink at. And uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, Elgroth does get all kinds of weird looks and everything. But the folks here at the pub don't really give a shit too much uh, once you're here. And you guys, you drink and you have a good time. I mean, once again, Percy gets like weird special attention a couple times from some people. Um, but you guys, <laughs> hate weird. You uh, guys uh, have your your night and you, you drink a little bit and enjoy yourselves. Wake up the next day is where you're gonna prep your scrolls, right, Salai? Yeah. And they're all fourth level. Yes. So for you to do four of them, you guys probably have to pool money for this. It's going to cost. I have already made the last two, so can you guys pay for this? Yeah. We should pay for all of them, yeah. Yeah, like, because I, yeah. I paid in full for the last two that I made, so if you guys could yeah. just... Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, yeah, so to do four with your four preparations you have, it would be 1,600 gold Okay. for four of them. 
How much do you need to, for the for the supplies to give Salai the ability to make them? Split between between four, four people. people. Four hundred each. It'd be four hundred each. All right, sounds good to me. Now you have four scrolls handmade by Salai um, of remove radioactivity. Wow! With the uh, with the amount that costs. It would technically take more than a day for you to prepare to, to do that for those four. So actually, I'll be cool. I'll, I'll waive it for the one day because it's every thousand gold worth of creating something takes a day to make. We could like have split hours. everything. Describing up a scroll would take like ten minutes. Yeah, you know I mean, so you could split some of it out. So I mean, let me know. We'll talk. If you want to do some other ones, some other smaller ones or whatever, we can talk. It's not a big deal. You had other days you could have done that. Yeah, so not a biggie. Well, um, this is your guys last night. Is there anything else you guys want to do before you head back to Cabingrad and roll that that fun, dangerous teleportation percentile die? Did you guys go through the bag of holding or anything or want to clear it out? I actually... Okay, so we can. I will admit my bag of holding does not have a lot of stuff for us to sell, though. Well, let's just dump it all out then. Yeah, I would say like... Dump it. Is there anything you think you guys would want to keep with you that's like useful? There's a lot of like uh, in video game turns like key items that I have in my bag of holding not a lot of like equipment that we've picked up along the way okay so we do have a couple of stuff like i have i have like that all that bluette hide that we can oh bullet hide oh bullet sorry yeah Yeah. sell that we can sell that that's quite a bit of money so there's that yeah let's let's do the selling you guys don't need money in cabin bread so let's do the selling later unless you guys want to buy a bunch of other stuff while you're here is that that's like a thing i don't think we need to right now is there anything else we're looking to buy possibly we we can do that if anybody wants to i I feel like we can if it's nothing that's like you know, you guys could just like go in the living room, turn the bag inside out, dump it all out basically, and anything that's like really important, you can go sequester off in your rooms or something. You know what I mean? And just have an empty bag, you know? Yeah. Anything that seems like you'd want to have it with you guys? Uh, We've got like some potions and things like that that are probably good to just keep yeah, on. Yeah, those us. are small, so you could leave those in there. Anything else though? Uh, so here are some of the things, some of the things that, okay, so we have the um, 200 gold diamond dust. We're keeping that. Um, the keys, like the stone key, crystal key, obsidian key, do we want to keep them on us in the case that we continue finding more of them? Nah. Okay, so we can... Like I said, you guys can like go hide those away somewhere if you want. Okay. Hide so them just away. Just dump them in Oren's room. So we don't have anything useful in the bag that we could be There's using, a right? wand of cure moderate wounds. Yeah, there keep that in there. Or put it on your purse. Remember, cure light remember wounds. that. There's a potion of cure moderate wounds. There yeah, a lot of the potions and stuff you can leave in there. They don't take up a lot of space, and you can th- they can technically be on your person. So, potion of alter self probably not wouldn't hurt to have just because it's a potion. Uh, so yeah, so let's just move on because we have we'll just keep the potions and the wand, and then everything else will leave. Yeah, so we'll just say this, guys. Like we'll, we'll say that you guys dump out the stuff. You can leave it in your bag of holding, like sheet or whatever, and like the useful things you guys would have gone through and kept them around. And I'll just say you have like a mostly empty bag of holding now. The one mm, you guys have. Okay. The, the, you have a small one. Sweet. So that's fine. You just like make a you make a pile on the floor in the living room of stuff. Well, anything else we want to do while we're here? Anything else we want to buy? Any potions? Any scrolls? Any wands? Anything else we want to get? Any magic items? Any new equipment? I think I'm good. There's stuff that I want, but I'm too poor. So, alas, and so it goes. Elgrop, eh? Anything? No, I have no money. Pretty much no money after that. I got two thousand gold. So. Uh, can't buy anything cool with that. I'm gonna buy a potion of sea invisibility. Okay, nice. what level spell ah. is that? Uh, I'm gonna buy two. Uh, second level spell. Okay, so two of the second level spell. So two of them will be 600 gold. Sweet. Yeah, for stuff like this, you guys can literally go out to the like the the grand exchange, like at the the front end of the city, 
and just like literally find them anywhere. You know what I mean? It's so easy to ruffle, like rustle around and find like a potions vendor. You're like you got the one where I can see the invisible shit. And the guy goes, yeah, 300. Great. Here you go. Keep the change. You filthy animal. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Anything we want to get is your last chance before we're going to teleport back to the dwarf place. Let's go back to the dwarf place. Final ask. Let's go. All right, you guys, you guys get all this stuff. I imagine after it's dumped out, Salai's like, okay, I'm just, let me, let me at least stack it nice. And she takes the time and makes all the random stuff look nice, like right next to the hearth. You guys go to sleep. You wake up bright and early. Imagine you go to bed nice and early so you can make an early day because it doesn't actually matter what time it is in Caglumgrad because you can't see the sun, at least from where you guys were Womp. originally. You go ahead. You pull out your tuning fork of teletransference. I think that's what it's called. It's tele-something. Um, Telemundo. Tuning fork of Telemundo. <laughs> and begin to cast a spell teleport. And I need you to roll a D. 100. This is going to count as seen casually. I got an 80. So close. 8 0? Yeah. You are on target. She rolled the 8 for the 80 first, and I was like, oh my God. Yep. You guys had, uh, if you rolled an 89 or higher, you got off target. Let me just tell you what off target would be. Off target would be pretty fun. Off target is you appear safely a random distance away from the destination in a random direction. Distance off target is a percentile die of the distance that I would roll. So you guys have no idea how many miles away you are. That has to be traveled. The direction of off target is determined randomly. So since this is based off of Kaglumgrad, oh, all I'm saying is, um, let's say that you rolled, I don't know, a uh, percentage of the distance traveled. You traveled like maybe like a thousand miles or something like that. Maybe a little bit less than that. I, I'm not totally sure. I don't really give a shit about distances like that. It's not very fun. It's pedantic. But let's say you roll, let's say you go like 200 miles. You know what I mean? Because it's your know, percentage of that. You get 200 miles. Let's say I roll randomly to go north. 200 miles north of Kaglumgrad is the middle of the Halcyon Ocean. <laughs> nice. I would have been fine. Yeah, I was like, peace. I have, to, I, have, I have an entire world to swim, but I'm going home. <laughs> oh my God. But that is not what happens. You all join hands, Salai cast the spell using the tuning fork. You guys see whenever she uses this, she actually like takes it and in order to utilize the, the vibrations to hone in and make her teleportation more powerful, she has to like ring it. So uh, you often see her, she she taps the tuning fork on her tankard and it kind of lets out like a nice ringing sound from the tuning fork as well as the tankard, this like beautiful silver tankard she has. And then she, you know, enacts the spell and places her hand on, on the shoulders of the people next to her and you guys just... <laughs> Very suddenly, you go from this early morning light of Rigel here in the mountains, inside this nice little home you guys have, to immediately darkness. Oh. The smell of metals and minerals and fungus beseech your nostrils once again. And I imagine here, A snaps her fingers as she does, or taps her staff on the, the stone floor, ringing out into the hollowness, the dancing lights reilluminating. Back here in this small room adjacent to the Kaglumgrad mines. And we'll see what we do in episode 66. Oh All right. Ready, ready to go. Uh, fuck.
You guys need to talk me out of buying a chimichanga right now. Why do it. Buy, do that? Buy the, chim- buy the chimichanga. Buy the chimichanga. David, you need you need to know at this point we are not those friends. 